The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. to Summer Camp, a PapiChuloRadio.com original series, PapiChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I'm your host and camp owner, Jeffrey Aruz. Tonight on Summer Camp, we're going to explore some of Hollywood's campiest flicks, controversial cinema, fan-favorite films, cult classic motion pictures, and trendiest movies. Please welcome my co-host, director of Residential Life, Deidre. Hola, people. And activity leader, AC. Hello, people. Yes. <laughs> I like it. The high and, and, and low uh, yes. vocal tones, yes. So listeners, as you already know, tonight's double feature is all about international action. So to conclude our night, grab a sword and get ready for the fight of your life. It's time to fire up the film projector so that we can discuss 2020's Crazy Samurai Musashi. Or as it's known... In other places, Crazy Samurai 400 versus 1. Yes. Yes. Get ready to do that again in a moment, Deidre. Here's the official synopsis of the film. The most famous battle of the swordsman Miyamoto Musashi. Miyamoto fights against 588 enemies, one after the other. There is no room for error, no room for trivial, outdated, or unconvincing movements. Yes, so good. I miss Legionnaire for this. Yes, I miss him too with with sound effects. Although, I will tell you this, AC. So back in the day before Legionnaire used to have our soundboard, like I would do dun-dun-dun... And Deidre, I don't think you know the story because you're one of our newbies, but Deidre loved that so much. In her daily life, she does dun-dun-dun, like, randomly. Like, she'll open the refrigerator and she'll go dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love yes. it. So, anytime I hear that, since we're sharing, you know, little mm-hmm. uh, quotes or uh, stories, uh, I think of, I don't know if you guys watch Family Guy, it's when, like, Peter sees the monkey, and the monkey's pointing at him like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, like that's what I think of any time I hear that. Oh, that's oh, funny. I like it. I think of the hamster. Um, cause there was oh, the, the, ham- with the yeah, hamster. hamster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The really intense hamster. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this movie. 2020's Crazy Samurai, whether it's Musashi or 400 versus 1 whatever it's called at a cinema near you. Had you ever seen it before? Had you heard of it, Deidre? No, I had never seen it, nor had I heard of it before. AC? 
No, I had never seen it. I had never heard about it. And I was like, oh, this happened around COVID. So I was like, this is this is like recent. Like this is like within the last two years it came out. But no, I hadn't seen it before. And I had not seen it, but I had heard about it because the film includes an insane gimmick, technically. And I had read an article about the gimmick and so i sort of penciled it in as a summer camp suggestion and uh as i said in the previous podcast like we were going to do a very different night uh during our summer camp recording tonight and unfortunately technical gremlins uh put made that pause and so when I created this new night, I was like, let's do this movie that I had seen an article written about. And so, I mean, that's why we're doing it. I mean, to be quite honest. So the gimmick in this movie is that we see a single, uninterrupted, 77-minute fight sequence where we see our lead character, Musashi, confronting hundreds of hundreds of opponents. Where's the gimmick? <laughs> Where's the gimmick? Well, it's, a, it's never been done before, Deidre. That's not a gimmick. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, it, I mean, it, it, this was like the selling point of the film. This was what's unique, unique uh, for Parker. He's not here with us, but that's yes. what, what is unique about the film. It is a 77-minute fight sequence that, yes, there are breaks, you know, where our lead character, our lead actor, let's be honest. I mean, let's talk, just talk about the actor, where he gets the chance to, like, take a breath for, like, a moment and drink a little bit of something, yeah. But for the most part, it is the lead actor fighting uninterrupted for 77 minutes. So, Deidre, I, I wanna, well, since you started talking about it, what did you think of it? Did you like it? Was it interesting? Was it something that you never seen before? Were you impressed at this 77-minute take? Yes, I was very impressed. I loved it. It was wonderful because I don't like cutaways. Cutaways are overused, um, I think, now in in TV and in, in movies. But I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I like watching the, the movement of the sun in the sky. Um, well, you don't get to in see it directly. But yeah, um, but, you know, the, the movie, movement of the shadows and everything, um, I, I liked it. Yeah, I like some other things, too, so I'll, I'll leave it right there. Fun little fact, although I don't know if this is fun for the actor, but the actor Tak Sakaguchi broke one finger, one rib, and four of his teeth during the 44-minute battle sequence. Wow. Did I say 44-minute? During the 77-minute battle sequence. Yes. It was some serious, um, some serious samurai fighting. Yes. Other interesting little facts, because um, because uh, AC mentioned COVID, the 77-minute sequence was shot in 2011, and the oh, film wow. sat unfinished for nine years 
because of funding. And in 2018, through a crowdfunding website called Campfire, the, produ the production raised the, uh, the amount of yen that was needed to complete the film. And so funding, the funding was used to shoot additional sequences to bookend the story, to also re-record audio, to include uh, CGI for blood effects, and for the marketing. So the film was completed in 2020, but uh, the bookends were filmed uh, uh, like eight years apart, pretty much. Hmm, okay. Interesting so, little fact. So AC, yeah. talk to me about it, because Deidre broke down her thoughts on the 77-minute battle sequence. Did so, you like it? So, yeah, so at first I was like, Okay, this is interesting. He's gonna keep going. I'm like, okay, he's gonna like get winded soon. But he kept going and going and going, like the commercial we all know, the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay. And then he just keeps going, and going and going. And I was like, after a while, I was like, okay, I like this long, you know, one cut like one scene like action one shot yeah one shot action sequence however i didn't care for like the cgi blood like i didn't care for it because it just it started to be it, it was just too it began to be too production driven and i want to be put in like a fantasy reality kind of environment where i'm like okay i believe that this could possibly happen in real life but i know this is a movie and i know that this could like this could be like you know during the samurai years in japan like like this could really happen but then when i started seeing the blood i was like oh this is they did that fake cgi blood like they just photoshopped the blood in like it was i don't know like i like the scenes and the action sequences but i just felt like I don't know. Like, they could have had, like, dye packs. I don't know. They could have did a better job with the blood. That was my only thing about that long, drawn-out sequence. Okay. A uh, fun little fact. Miyamoto Musashi is an actual real person. Uh, a famous sword, Japanese swordsman from the, uh, from, like, the, from 1584 to 1645 is when he lived. Oh, okay. Yes. This is, I mean, he made he made Tom Cruise look horrible. Yes, you know <laughs> that last well, summer. I was like, well, yeah. "Come on now!" Oh, that's the truth. Okay, so the 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 one shot thing. I like a one shot too, much like you, Deidre. I think it's really interesting, just because I know it's it's quite a feat to do. You know, this is not an easy thing. You got to rehearse. You got to rehearse. You got to rehearse. You got to what? Rehearse. Rehearse. Like, th that is a big damn thing to do. That's a big damn deal. It, because if you fuck up, like, you got to do that whole thing from the beginning. So, uh, I, I will give him props. I give props to our lead actor, Tak Sakaguchi. Mm -hmm. Because you could tell by the end of it, he was winded. Like, he was exhausted. But he, but, but I mean, if in real time, like had like this actually been happening, I mean, he would have been exhausted anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the yeah. exhaustion was very natural and, and was believable for the character. I didn't mind the CGI blood as much as you did AC, just because 
I think it would have been less believable had we not seen any blood. So right, right. I, I feel you on that. I and just, it was done, I think, tastefully. It wasn't really like three hundred. Okay, touche, right. But it's a samurai situation, so you would think that we would get a little bit of that blood action that's somewhat believable. I just felt like, you know, they could have had a different kind of, like, the real stuff instead of just, you know. Did you like it? Remember there was that one moment where there was that gentleman that where they did a camera close-up of him and he was like, he had bloody face? Okay, (laughs) yeah. So that was cool, yes. Okay, so you liked, so you would have rather maybe the camera spun around and shown the aftermath when, you know, they, they would have like exploded die packs on themselves and made it seem yeah. like. Yeah. Because I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, especially just coming from the previous movie we just saw and then just being a fan of eighties, nineties action movies. Um, I know things have to progress at some point in time. And I know some things don't get used on movie sets and they have to do everything in post and add things. Cause that's what it is nowadays for safety precautions, safety reasons. But um, it would have just been nice to kind of see that, like, that fake blood in a different context. That's all. Okay. We didn't even discuss this in the previous movie, but um, in the previous movie, none of the guns were real. And all of the the bullets and and all that stuff and and all the casings, all of that was CGI'd. Well, CGI, but it it looked real, though. Yeah. That that they did a really good job with that. I mean, it just uh, mm-hmm. it goes to show that, especially because there have been accidents on sets with guns, that mm-hmm. you know the guns don't actually have to be props. I mean, they can be props, but they don't have to actually fire. Not even dummy yeah. bullets. Yeah. Right. Okay, but back to this movie, uh, the little girl. Mm mm You know. Yeah. Deidre, tell like, me. Really? You know, I've I've watched samurai movies in the past, as I'm sure many of you or you guys have as well. Shout out to Samurai um, Saturdays. <laughs> yes, and um, you not that you rarely see this, but I mean, I was waiting on him to stick her in the ass with the tip of that sword. I'm like, what? what? This did not just go. Yeah, Deidre, she was collecting kindling for the fire. Listen, let's just get some things straight right now. Let's just get some things straight. He let her live. That's what I want to get to get straight. This man had just killed all of these other um, samurais. He's tired. He's worn. He's just drinking and he's eating. And he let her live. He told her, go, go. What did that little heifer do? He's here. He's here. She is lucky he did not kill her. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think she should have been mince meat sandwich. Like, he, you know, you don't be nosy. Nosy people get dealt with. So, like, yeah, she should have been mince meat. But I guess he was like, oh, she's a little girl. I'm just going to let it go. Yes. She um, should have been shishka babied. Shishka babied. Yes, Papa. Yes. She had it coming. But, you know, she got away. He came out there, and she was nowhere to be found. That little heifer ran. That's okay. That's the only thing that saved her life because I think had he seen where she went to, he would have went and found her. Um, yes. I, I think he would have. But he was pretty tired at, um, at that at that point because if I'm not mistaken, at the point before that, he was he sat down and he was drinking, um, cleansing his mouth. And <laughs> what, did, what did he say? Um, the clan should have only been like 70 people. Like, you know, like where did all of these other people come from? 
it should right, you know right. everybody should be dead by now right so that you know that leads you to to wonder where in the world are all of these other uh samurai coming from because he's like this is not what i expected well remember so at the start they, they, the clan mentioned that they brought in mercenaries to help and remember the the one guy who was going to become the new clan leader uh, that sounds weird to say uh, just because we're in the u.s <laughs> but um, but the one that was going to be the new leader, he was like, oh, if one of the mercenaries kill him, because that will bring sh- shame to us. Like, we'll murder the mercenaries, so don't worry about that. But the thing is, at the end of the day, um, he ended up murdering all the mercenaries anyway, so – and the clan. So, you know, I mean, it all worked it was, out. Yeah, it was more <laughs> than mercenaries, though. I What it well, seemed I, to me. Well, no, no, I think this is where you're headed to, Deidre. So, so, wait, I think we're agreeing. So go ahead, Deidre, sorry. Uh, What it seemed to me was that as word spread, I mean, when you think about previous samurai movies, you know, that you've seen this, it seems as if when word spread, you had all of these other clans arriving beyond the mercenaries um, coming to to kill this guy. So, you know, the mercenaries had been killed, and I think it was even more mercenaries who came here, there, whatever, but you started to see more clans arrive or make more, more people from other clans and their senseis um, arriving. Cause I, I think word started spreading everywhere that, um, you know, um, Musashi was out here um, killing and he didn't care. Yeah. Cause I think also some of them might've been even some of the villagers as well, because they went from the forest to the bridge and then to like a feudal village, mm-hmm. and I don't know that if that was part of villagers. the plan. I mean, I mean, like, oh my god, were they little heartfoots just running around? They just came out of everywhere. They were like roaches. They just yeah. kept coming. I love the yeah. moment, you know, because clearly there were moments built into this film to allow our main actor Tak Sakaguchi as Musashi to to catch a breath. You know, I yeah. don't feel like he got a lot of time to catch a breath because it was usually just like a minute. Poor dude. Like, props to him for committing. But um, there was a moment, right. remember, where it was like the two guys were fighting. And he was like, oh, well, if my you die, God. I'm taking your wife. <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a great moment because I think Musashi was, you know, he, I thought he heard the whole thing. Because I'm sitting here looking at, listening at these two and I'm saying to myself, oh, so so the dick of a guy um, only came out here to kill this guy so he can go to his house and, and sleep with his wife. This is this seems to be the clear motive for these two in particular being here. And the other guy was just the, the dick guy was so cocky. Um, and so when when Musashi comes out and he kicks the guy. <laughs> When he kicks the guy and kills the other one, I'm like, I, I think he was eavesdropping. I think he was like, yes, motherfucker, you have to die. But the other one can go home. But yes, you have to die. I thought that was interesting. Yes, the man with the questionable hairline. Yes. Very questionable. Yes. yes. I don't that know. Was, that must that have been so a style. School. Oh, yeah, that was a style back then. In feudal um, Japan, yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, you know but, what? Now that I think about it, I think it was. I think that was the thing that was the that was the the drip but i but i don't know what the meaning of it was but um you see it in lots of i love seeing it in samurai shampoo i love samurai shampoo um but yeah you see it in a lot of old samurai movies 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah it was interesting. Uh, okay. So, was there a particular moment in the extended fight sequence that stood out? For me, it, honestly, it's the end, the, the rain fight. I thought was really interesting. And, and clearly, I mean, that was like movie set rain. So, you know, they had to, you know, but, but like knowing that this was a 77 minute one shot sequence, I mean, a brilliant way for them to, to create it, you know, because that has to be timed perfectly. So I think that's why I found it even extra impressive because I mean, that, takes a lot of effort to create and then to like pull it off timed perfectly and also to have them fight in the rain and not have any mistakes that was really impressive to me um what i thought well well because i anyway after after each group fight sequence you know he he fights a group of um samurai and he's um, walking where he's drinking or, you know, whatever, you would hear the distant thunder. And so after each and every fight scene, the thunder would grow closer. And so when this event occurred with the thunder and the rain, I was like, oh, that is just so cool. Oh, that is just so interesting. Because at first I was like, the thunder only comes after... He fights, and then I like the um the 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 music as well. But I I did that thunder and then the rain. I was like, that's all pretty interesting. And the timing of when you heard the occurrences of thunder before the rain fell was just so interesting to me. Yeah, I felt like the that scene was very produced, but. It felt real. I felt like it could re- really happen in like Imperial Japan um, during this this time period. I mean, like the sequences and the scenes just you know it it took me back to that time. I would say, and it was it was realistic. Like I said before, and I, I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but it was just the blood for me still. <laughs> Oh, yeah. all the other, all the others, all the other effects were cool. It's just I was like, ugh. I just couldn't get over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like the blood just did not work for me. It just, yeah, it was I mean, a little too like, uh, Mortal Kombat from the year 1990s what? video game. Oh, that was ridiculous. Like video, yes, video, exactly, video game, perfect, Poppy, exactly. It wasn't like you know, slasher film from, like, the late 80s, early 90s, or even any slasher film within the last 20 years. So, yeah, it was, like, very video gamey. Yeah. I, I also like the fact that he would check his, um, check his sword, check his hilt, the hilt of the sword, and then when he switched sword, I was like, ah! Because I, I, I was like, okay, he keeps checking the hilt, is it loose? And then when he changed swords, I was like, yes! Yes, he needed another sword. Okay. Yeah, I was just geeking out over here. I really was. I I, I like this movie a lot. It was great. We haven't talked about the bookends. So let's talk about the first bookend, you know, which is the start of the film. So we learn about the clan. We learn about uh, apparently Musashi had killed 
two of the members, and there's a duel that has been set. And it isn't just a normal duel, because as I mentioned, the clan has hired mercenaries because they want Musashi dead. He's apparently going to duel a child that's obsessed with butterflies. So there was that. Um, the child died, as did the, the sensei from the clan, the, the, the elder. Uh, when the child died, I thought, I thought he was going to be sliced in half. But um, I'm just saying, because mm-hmm. he just leapt from the air and like went down to the ground with the sword out, and I was like, "Is that child could be split in half?" Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think the child was gonna be like split in two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. He was not split in half, but he was dead, dead. Um, that poor little kid with the butterfly. Like, dude, you should have been focused. <laughs> no, he's a, yeah. he's a kid. Do you know what? It, Deidre, he he's, in a, he's in a damn duel. He needs to fight for his life, mm-hmm. not look for the damn butterfly. The kid, but the kid looked like he was all of five years old. I so, when, when that other dude left, the one that they want him to be the elder, and like the little kid sees him leave, he's like, oh shit, this is for real now. No, I think he was just a kid being a kid, and I think that the 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 elder of the guy who took him away, I think he was wrong for taking him away, um, and I think he took him away on purpose, uh, let him away. But to leave that kid there like that, I mean, I knew they had people, you know, hidden up in the forest, but they didn't. They were clear. None of them were paying attention to anything, which you often see in samurai movies. You got the people who pay attention to nothing, but. That kid was like five years old. His train of thought was, I like butterflies. Look at this butterfly. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he was really, comfortable because he had great value uh, Pat Morita there. Totally. Yes, he did. Great call. Yes, he did. Great call. Yes. Very good call. <laughs> yes. That kid didn't know what to do. And that's what happened. So what I couldn't, what I couldn't figure out was why... There was a duel with the kid. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, if they would have said, "Tedra shit went down differently in feudal Japan." Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying if they would have, you know, shown that this kid had um, some kind of a greatness to him other than a title or you know something like that, then I would have understood it better. But I didn't because the kid's sitting there looking at butterflies and laughing and grinning. I'm like, no, this doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. No. Can we talk about the man who had to go take a poops? Oh, God, his I stomach. Mean, yeah, I was like, okay. But that boy, that, that kid should have been waxing on, waxing on. I mean, like you said, great value <laughs> Mr. Miyagi was there. He was not waxing on, waxing off. He was no Daniel LaRusso, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, poop, like, the poop, yeah, I was like, man, <laughs> that's what kind of took a turn for me a little bit. I was like, okay, what's happening? He didn't want to die. And then you he saw him running away, like, I don't want to die. I don't want to mm-hmm. die. Like, mm-hmm. He was not about that life. No. 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 Now, the other bookend, the one at the end, we pick up seven years later. So so as as we discussed, you know, that entire seventy seven minute fight sequence was filmed in twenty eleven. The bookends were filmed eight years later, and in the the final bookend, at the end, it's seven years later, plot-wise, we pick up with Musashi and a butterfly, and then, 
you know, the the one that was selected to be the leader in the first bookend has found Musashi and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is like, I'm bringing the vengeance because why'd you kill my clan? And Musashi was pretty much like, because I felt like it. See, that's the kind of person you leave the fuck alone. Right, Deidre? Once he, once he says, because I, I felt like it, you just leave. I thought it was interesting that the, the guy who was a new leader did not look as if he had aged a single day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He that was good, He was he had that good <laughs> retinol. Yes, right? he did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Musashi, yeah. I mean same actor, but I mean he had he had aged a little bit. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. But you know, he his face aged. filled out a little bit. He aged a little bit. He grew He's up. He's had a rough life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's had a rough life, teacher. I would, well, but, it's, <laughs> maybe Musashi had a rough life. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Musashi, he looked like seven years later, looking at him, and I mean, in, in the typical, typical way of that time period, people sat and thought about a lot of things or uh, meditated or did all of those things. Um, and that's what it looked like he was sitting there doing, just, you know, whatever. But that sword he had, Mm-mm. that was some magic in that sword of his, the, 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 the top of it, the hook at the top of it. It had to be something. Right. Like, man, I, just, I was just like, okay, is no one going to get him? Like, Nobody no got one. him. And he was slicing fingers off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, he it was, was crazy. Yes, props to the actor, um, Kento Yamazaki. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. We're talking about, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about how he hasn't aged. That's because both the bookends were filmed at the same time for him. <laughs> he wasn't there for 2011. The name, his oh, name is... Oh, for the, the younger guy. For the, the actor's younger name guy. is okay. Chusuke. But okay. he was not there for the filming in 2011. The bookends were filmed in uh, 2019, so that's he why he doesn't aged look. Aged him a little bit, and yeah, they probably could have put a little makeup on him. Yeah, he yeah. looked exactly the exact same. Like no, but then again, there are there are small magical properties that are in samurai movies and some yes. movies as well. So I thought about that too. There's also that, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that man reconsidered all his life choices once he saw his clan dying again in front of yeah. him. I would agree and with that statement. I, I thought that um, Musashi was blind at first. I was like, he's not looking at anyone. He's just, like, looking um, down or off in a different direction. But then when he looked at them, I was like, oh, no, y'all should be running right now y'all sh- y'all should be running away but the leader was like you know prepare attack i'm like nope nope y'all should be running away this man does not want to bother y'all y'all bothering this man but this is typical of a samurai movie vengeance That's very true yes vengeance yep. it's always vengeance yeah and yeah. deidre and he was holding back the leader with just the hilt of of his of his sword see that's magic. That's, That's not magic. not like magic, magic, but that is like magic that makes a movie good. Yes. Right. It was straight Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they gathered and they got the magic from Musashi. 
Yes. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know what he thought he was going to do, but I don't think he achieved his goal. Well, so the, then the other question is, have they been looking for him all of this time and they just, you know, finally found him? They chased the butterfly. Issues? And it took them, it took him, it took them to him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Because there was a butterfly at the end for the symbolism. Yeah. Right. I was like, okay, what is this, reading rainbow? Butterflies <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> yes, yes. Fantastic. It was like, take a look in a book. It is Musashi. Okay. Was there anything that I missed or a moment that either of you would like to expand upon before we hand out some awards? Yeah. I like his his jeans. And I thought he was kind of cute. I mean, to be frank. I was like, okay, you can get it. You know what? I like his jeans too. I like how he kept the sleeves up. Yeah, the, um, yeah. That was great. I was like, well, I've never really seen that before or paid attention to that before. That is very cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Musashi could get it. I of course. So. <laughs> He's strong. <laughs> yes, of course. All right. I've never had a Japanese man. Yes, this would be wonderful for me. Can I have him? Well, Legionnaire is not here, but I'm sure he could time travel you back to feudal Japan. Ooh, we'll just get you him. in a hot tub time machine, Deidre. Oh, don't mess with my emotions. Ooh. Oh, no, not the emotions. <laughs> All right, before we scream lights out, let's hand out some camp superlatives. Uh, the Diva. I would say... This is going to be interesting because I don't feel like we know any character names outside of Musashi. I was just thinking I, about that. I, you know what? I would say Musashi because we saw him so much, you know, in this film. But I want to say that the the guy who led the guy who was supposed to be the leader away at the beginning of the movie. Oh, the older man. Yeah, mm-hmm. something about him. He looked a little... Um... David Carradine-ish. Yeah, he was gone. Yeah, but his his something his attitude, the fact that he you know took the man away, and then the old man and the kid died. It was just something about that whole thing. I'm like, why is he leading this guy away when this guy looks like he should probably be be staying there and fighting with them? I I was like, no, you you have to have some some big balls to you know be able to pull something like this off because I think that guy knew the supposed leader knew that he should be staying there and fighting with them. So I was like, eh, who is this guy? Is I this his agent? Yeah. Is this his samurai agent? I don't understand. Right, right, yeah. Good call, Deidre. Yeah, I I totally I saw that a little bit. Like, the fact that you're just like parsing it out and getting into the nuance of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. He was interesting. The ingenue? Chusuke? The boy, the oh, oh, you mean the little one. Oh, yeah, I would say the little one, too. The chaos agent? Mus- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say it was him and... Um, Musashi. And the, and the guy who left the... Uh, if you think about it, was Musashi a chaos agent? Well, was he caused he a lot of fucking chaos. Well, no, he he killed, he fought a lot of people. He really did do I, that I too. Know. I don't know if he's. I don't know. 
Who had big dick energy? Musashi. <laughs> okay. Musashi. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see, let's see, let's see. Um, the Mickey Rooney Award for Excellence in Child Acting? <laughs> the one, the, the girl that was snitching. Oh, the snitching Ooh, girl. Oh, that little girl. <laughs> the little girl. She was definitely not an ingenue. No. Yes, there we go. Nope, nope, nope. The Kill of the Night. Was there a death that stood out? Oh, I really like the death. We didn't talk about him because it was a tiny scene. But that man in, okay, the, the shirtless man with, like, the mace thing. Because I thought he was going to end up oh! being, like, a badass badass. And then. Tishido. Tishido Bak- uh, Bakin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the one where the mace got wrapped around the, the pillar, yeah. right? Right, yeah, the round of pillar, yes, yes, that was solid. That was like, wow. And then he got impaled by Musashi. Yeah, Musashi yeah. called him out. Musashi said his name, and he said, this is not even your clan. He said, yes, that's what yeah, he told him. Yeah, I heard them. you were here. Yeah, he <laughs> like, was like, motherfucker, I knew you were here. Yes, yes. Oof. Now that was the scene. Yes. yes, what was his that name? That was the scene. Deidre, you paid attention to his name. What was the character's name? Shishido. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It was B-A-I-K-E-N. Okay. He was good. That was good. Because I thought it was going to be much more than it was. But then the the way that Musashi just, you know, handled him. Murked him. Murked Mm -hmm. him in such a way. That was a wonderful moment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, wait, I didn't ask this question, so I'm going to ask it now because we are, we're headed to the, to the marshmallows anyway. Because I knew that we were going to have a 77-minute one-shot fight sequence. I'm going to assume that both of you did not know that. So when did you realize that it was a one-shot fight sequence? <gasps> at the 24 minute mark for me. So I didn't know. And when the camera didn't pan over or didn't cut away, I was like, Oh, this is one of those movies. Okay. It's going to just keep going and going. And it's going to, it's one, it's like one, I was like, Oh, it's going to be like one. Or, it's going to be like a few shots. Right. That's what I was thinking. Maybe a handful of shots, but to go like 77 minutes and it's the same shot. No cutaway. No alternative uh, shot, you know, in a different angle. It was, it was just like, okay, the camera's just roving. It's it just, it's just, it's going to continue to go. So, I, I, I was like, all right, I'm with it. I'm just going with it. So I didn't, I, did, I really didn't know, or I didn't think it was going to uh, ever stop. I was just going for the ride. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, I think. That's it in regards to awards, at least ones that are appropriate for this movie. So let's head into the marshmallows. <laughs> One to ten marshmallow scale. We know exactly what to do with the marshmallows. Uh, we'll start off just because I feel like he's going to be the more persnickety one. Yes, the blood. The blood. We'll start off with AC. So I would give this – so I was entertained. I was entertained in the sense – where I felt like I wanted to know more and more, considering that there was no cutaways. 
And I, I, I do like the fact that you picked these two films back to back. And this one kind of just fits in the theme of what you were trying to do. And the fact that it was action, like nonstop action. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is an action film. Like the the alternative, you know, to me liking it was just like I said, the blood and then like the scenes with the little little the the, the child actors and then like you said, the great value, Mr. Miyagi. Like it was it was like okay, it start it made me start to question. So at the end of the day, after watching this film, I will give the film a seven uh seven marshmallows. Uh, shaped in a samurai sword with fake blood, fake, fake ganache, strawberry ganache. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, would I watch it again? You know, I would probably watch it again just to kind of see some things I probably didn't see in the first viewing. But yeah, I will watch it again. All right, starting off pretty good with a seven. Deidre, what about you? I give Crazy Samurai Musashi 10 marshmallows on a stack of bloodless swords because no one put a single cut on him. Though I think maybe Benio cut his hand on it, but still, a bloodless stack of swords of dead samurai. Um, I really liked this movie. I love the one shot. I love the the honor of the samurai way where you know you didn't see any sneak attacks you know from behind or anything because that's not the samurai way because if you kill someone a samurai from behind or you sneak up on them whatever and you don't confront them face to face or things like that then you have dishonored the the way of the samurai so i like that they stay true to that in this film. I love the geese. I love, I wish they would have worn the, um, the stacked, um, shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, DJ, that would have been, that would have been fire. Yeah. Oh, that would have been wonderful if they did that. Oh, that would have been great. Um, I, I really like this film a lot and I wonder if there's going to be another part too, but there likely won't, but still. I'm going to look around and see. But this is great, and I loved it. So, Tim Marshmallows on a stack of bloodless samurai swords. And I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, and I guess the theme for the marshmallows are samurai swords, so nine samurai swords. Um, I, I was really entertained by the movie. Uh, I thought they did a really good job. I thought the 77-minute uh, one-shot, nonstop fight sequence was really well done props to our star uh once again just because he made that thing happen he made it believable he took us on a journey and uh props also to the stunt team and everybody involved i mean everybody everybody yes. camera the camera person i mean you yeah, had that to, yeah. yeah that poor camera person had to chase <laughs> musashi throughout this yes. whole damn movie. Um, but they made it really well because uh, they, they made it so good because, I mean, yes, the camera was following him, but we also had far away shots. I, I mean, the way that the director thought about it, the cinematographer thought about it, you know, we had 
fights where we were like right in the middle of it. Yes. But we also had fights where, you know, we had like a landscape view, you know, we were, we were many, many, many feet away observing from afar. Like they just did a really good job in like the planning of it and making it so that it isn't just almost like first person POV because they could have just done that. You know, the camera just directly behind Musashi. They, there was a lot of thought and effort into this film and into that one take that I got to give their props for it. There is an air of rewatchability in this as well. And um, I think also just showing it to someone, like introducing the film and waiting for them to notice that it's one shot is is probably also a little bit of magic as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a very entertaining from beginning to end. It was, uh, as Legionnaire would say, it was very action-y. <laughs> yes, he would. Yes, yes he would. <laughs> okay, that's a great. That's I like that. You I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for everyone to report back to their cabins. Your bunk beds are waiting for you. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Summer Camp. Here's one of our campers on our PA system with a few announcements. Thank you for the intro, and sorry for the microphone feedback. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash P-C-R Summercamp. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Poppy Chula Radio Summer Camp and subscribe. Back to you, camp counselors. Oh, not again. Sorry for the feedback. Thank you. My fellow camp counselors, please wish our campers and the listeners a good night, starting off with Deidre. Good night, everyone. Keep your swords close. And AC. Good night, everyone. Have a great day this week, and check us next time on Summer Camp. Thanks for tuning in. Good night, and lights out.